Well, here we are. This is the Surprise Lake Middle School Principal's Office podcast, and I'm sitting down with the one and only Miss Krieger, which I'm, I'm sure everybody knows, um, and we're right before conferences, and I peer pressured her clearly into sitting down and asking a few questions, so I'm hoping that she answers to me, uh, answers the first one. Well, introduce yourself, background, and time in our district. Uh, my name is Miss Krieger, Katie Krieger. I... Um have been teaching here. Oh, I miss background. What kind of background? Um, you're like... Just me? Yeah. Where, um, where'd you come from? Did you grow up around here? Did you um, go to school? And where you, Yeah. Um, I spent my uh, ma- majority of my life growing up in Washington, a little bit of it in Utah. Um, a chunk of that... My teen years were all spent on the peninsula up in Port Angeles area. I went to a high school where there were 18 seniors, 97 high school students in all. Wow. Yeah. So Actually, that, I knew that, that was an adventure. You we're, all, um, we're both small town folks. When I was 12, I got irritated because I was only allowed one glass of milk a day, so I went and bought my own cow and milked it <laughs> twice a day so I could have as much milk as I wanted to drink. My sisters and I were, we didn't like that because there was a lot of us. Family of five kids um, went and did my undergrad at Eastern, and then I've done my grad work at uh, UW. Uh, what else? So that's um, the background of where you went to UW. That was like an expected part of the conversation. Yeah. But the fact that you bought a milk cow when you were 12. Surprise. That's surprise. We could save that for we the... We should have saved that ah, for question. Darn yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, you well. Can, you know what? You can always come back to that. Um, okay. So when did you decide to work in education? I, um, I, well, I was getting my undergrad and I was getting a mathematics degree actually. And I had to pad, kind of pad some credits and so I took kind of an education math class, and the instructor kind of steered me towards education. She thought, or have you thought about teaching it? Because I was helping with the class itself, and she made me start thinking about it, thought about it, prayed about it, and was like, yeah, this is what I need to do. So I stayed another year and got my teaching credentials. You know what? Actually, no, I didn't know that about you. Actually, you're one of the people that I strike as, like, you got a natural teacher oh, bone. Oh, I had and no I was like, interest in I'm being a teacher. I'm so surprised by No, that. my degree is actually in mathematics. I have an education endorsed certification that goes with it. Huh. Right on. Yeah. See, I'd have pegged you as, like, um, as being a little girl pretending to be a math teacher. Well, but I see, did maybe that. I, I did this that. This is why I do the podcast, so I yes. can learn more things. My mom, my mom always said that she knew I was going to be a teacher. She has home video of me lining my sisters up and my little baby brother and dolls and doing flashcards. And I had no interest in teaching at all <laughs> until that my senior year of college. Wow. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, so you know what? Um, um, actually, I'll, I'll come to We were talking okay. about, just before we started, we were talking about a books that we read and how you can understand. Mm-hmm. I was just reading. Um, I read, I do a lot. I read, uh, um, actually, I listened to it on tape. I don't want to cheat, but I, I did. Um, I love um, Stephen Hawking books. Mm-hmm. So were you He's thinking fabulous. mathematics, like physics kind of a thing? I was or thinking like, think tank. Think like, tank. Or actuary type stuff, just doing pure mathematics. Wow. Holy buckets. Yeah. Right on. Well, you do a good job of teaching Mr. Bettis how um, to divide negatives negatives and positive numbers. Um, Okay. uh, Let's see. What is one thing the students would be surprised to find out about you? And owning a cow at 12 is one of those things. They certainly (laughs) count. But you got something else laid on us. Um, I use my life a lot to teach the math, to show them how it's relevant. So there shouldn't be too many surprises. Um, they may be surprised to see how I act in the real world versus how I act in the classroom. Uh, that <laughs> how 
You know, in the real world, I don't just suddenly start singing or suddenly start rhyming or (laughs) acting like a complete idiot in public, which is why now I'm glad I'm a teacher, because if I was a lawyer and I just started singing the verdict, it would... Yeah, that would probably... Yeah. I don't don't see that working out in uh, a court of law, but... In the real world, I'm a lot more not ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's funny I, because... I have greater filters in the I'm, real world. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of uh, just as ridiculous in the real world, so um, my wife would attest to that. Uh, okay, so what makes uh, what would, what makes a good day at school for you? A good day at school is when a lesson goes well, when the kids... So I whether it's something the kids are doing together or it's I'm leading a discussion and they just... They are happy with the math when they're saying things like, I get this, this is easy. When they are taking care of each other where, you know, if one of them has a question on something, they've got four people that turn around and are willing to help them and work it through with them. When it gets to the point where almost they're kind of getting themselves going, where I can kind of step back and watch the math develop among the students. Wow. Okay, so... I want to know, you must have a lot of good days at school, because when I come in, I'm always impressed, like the kids being as into the math. And again, I've told you that I was not as a successful middle school math student, so I'm, I'm always perplexed when I see kids that are maybe, um, that I would assume to be like me, that are really dialed in. So, you, like I said, you must have lots of good days at school. I get bored really easily. <laughs> and so I figure if I'm bored, the kids are bored. So whatever I can do to help keep them engaged and focused and with me, I'm going to do. Cool. Right on. Like sing or rhyme or things like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. What's the best thing about being a teacher? The kids. Besides working with Mr. Oh, okay. That oh, I mean, I'm sorry. The working kids. with Mr. Bettis. <laughs> <The> absolutely. <laughs> okay. Waiting 15 years to get to that point. Okay. <laughs> The kids, absolutely, if it okay. wasn't for the kids. I mean, we joke that this job would be so much easier if there were no kids. <laughs> but really, they're the reason that this job is amazing. Yeah. And they're also the re- so they're the reason I can have good days. They're the reason I have a bad day. They're the reason that, like, life is just good because these kids are amazing. Middle school kids are just, they're their own creatures. In our, our big world, they're just this little creature. Yeah, I know exactly. If I ever have one of those days where I'm stuck in my office too much, which I hate, 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 I, I, I literally, it's almost like fuel. I got to go out in between classes and give kids high fives, and it really just, it like gives you more energy. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it's amazing. So I would say um, the kids as well. And um, the close second is working with Miss Krieger. <laughs> uh, what is the last book you read? Uh, professionally, it's called The Third Teacher, and it all talks about. A lot of it has to do with the physical environment around learning, and they go and they look at the research on what kind of um, setup and colors and lights and things that have a positive inf- influence impact on the learning of the kids. So that was the last professional job, professional job related book that I read. Um, and then personally, I'm kind of into a sci-fi kick right now, so I <laughs> really I, I reread Ender's Game. I think it was the most recent one. Just I go through, you know, everyone goes through kind of what are you into at the moment, and that was one of. You know, um, I so I re- like when I read like I read a so I read I end up reading a lot of educational books, and then I read something fun like uh, like Malcolm Gladwell, and mm-hmm. I apply it to that. But I always think like um, so I've read a couple of sci-fi things, or I've read like um, like murder mystery that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm always like I love it so much. 
But I always feel like I'm wasting my time. Like I have to actually, be, if I'm going to read, then I have to be reading something that is um, useful or nonfiction. Improve or yourself. Improve myself. Yes. But I actually, when you say something like that, I go like, ah, I'm jealous of you. So. Well, I've got Good the books you. that I read right before I go to bed. I have the books that I read to stimulate me academically. I have the books that I read because I feel intelligent when I pretend to read them. <laughs> <laughs> and move that's, the bookmark. <laughs> uh, you know what? I would say that's Stephen Hawking for me, but I really feel intelligent when I read it, or yeah, I, or listen to it. Yeah, I just I feel confused. Um, so the third teacher—that's funny. But we read that one together, right? I I read it. I reread it. I, the first time we read it was as part of the building committee on the new Surprise Lake. But I went through again and looked at stuff as relevant to my classroom, where it talks about like domestic touches that make kids feel more at home, or layouts of desks and things and kind of playing with okay is the way i have things really help the learning or distract from the learning what excites you about being in education right now well to to take the right now part off first i got to i'm excited about education about this age level because i believe that middle school is the pivotal age for kids this is the time where i can still convince them that they are good at math and if I can do a little PSA, please, parents, don't ever say you're bad at math because you just gave your kid a free pass to be bad at math. You can say, I work harder on it. I struggle with it. I, you know, math was something that I had to seek extra help on, but it's not something you're bad at. I mean, everyone was bad at using a spoon at one point. So this age is that age where I can still convince them that they are good at math, that they can do the math, and to add What's so exciting about that is now we have more resources than ever before, the technology that's available to us, and showing the kids the way that the math that they're learning in seventh and sixth grade applies to the future is pretty exciting. And that this isn't just knowledge I'm giving to them in an empty room that they'll then leave the room and never use, that this is all relevant to the world around them. And as technology explodes, the the core of technology is all mathematical. I mean, everything they do is patterns and reasoning, and so that's... That's all relevant to what the kids are learning. You know, and we've talked about that. And I said, um, you know, I had troubles in middle school math because I was exactly that. That's the point where it starts to veer, right, out of, like, um, I can hold this in my hand and I completely understand it. And it starts to get into that maybe it doesn't have a Mm -hmm. direct connection to the world around me, but it does apply later on. And it's like, uh, I've told you this story, but, like, when my geometry class and I was mm-hmm. cutting rafters with yep. my dad and we figured out how to, the Pythagorean theorem pl- applies. I think that like, um, like you say, I think that that is an important thing for middle school students to like, to just get past that point. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. for me, I, I thought it was amazing at everything. Um, so I was able to get past that. And once I figured out math then I went, Oh my gosh, it is beautiful. It's wonderful. There's mm-hmm. so many cool things about it. So if you give <laughs> one piece of advice to a student, what would you give? Besides the um, stick with it math and yes, you are good at math. Yes. Uh, this, wow, there's so much. If, if I could if I could just tell kids, sometimes I just want to tell them, put my arm around them or give a hug and just tell them that it, they matter and that it's going to be okay. So whatever struggles they're going through at this level, whatever they're feeling with, they're going to be okay. Just keep moving forward and, and believe that you're that you can do this that you're not going to be stuck in in whatever you're stuck in you know whether it's academic struggles or whether it's drama with other kids or something going on at home that they're going to be okay and to move forward knowing that that is true and 
that <laughs> why are I'm you just, looking at me like that? I know because I'm so happy because you have a heart of gold. I just like I, I, I go I you're so I'm so glad. I, I, I think for my own kids I go, um I I'm I hope that they're they have a teacher like that that has that kind of like like that shares that kind of stuff with them. Mm-hmm. So I just I I'm I'm honored to work with you, Miss Krieger. I'm sorry. Do you, do you I'm need a, a tissue? Sad. Are you? I kind of do. I'm a softie. Okay, let's wrap that podcast okay. up right now. <laughs> Thank you. All right.